Welcome back to the Lash Biz Babes podcast. My name is Erica and I'm your host and I'm a lash artist of over seven years turned beauty business coach and lash educator and I help solo beauty business owners build to a full clientele and create the beauty business of their dreams and I am freaking excited for today's episode because we have our first guest on the show. So we've got Morgan McGrath from Ida Jane Lashes on today. We talked a lot about clientele building, word of mouth marketing, outsourcing, mom life, and all of the things in between. She shares some really relatable stories and really good insight on her experiences throughout the past almost 10 years in the industry. So this is a good one. I hope you are ready for it. I want to give you a heads up that the audio gets a little bit quiet at spots, but it comes right back. It's a really great conversation and I'm really excited for you to listen. And once you get done or while you're listening, screenshot it, post on your Instagram story and tag myself and Morgan. So I'm at Lashed by Erica S on Instagram and she's at Ida Jane Lashes. So tag us, let us know you watched and what your biggest takeaway from the episode was. And without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into it. Well, welcome to the show to Lash Biz Babes. Um, So first off, I would love for you to just introduce yourself and um, just tell us like how you got started in lashes. Yeah, so my name is Morgan McGrath. I am the owner of Ida Jane Lashes. I have been doing lashes since 2013, and I never thought that it would actually become a business. I always thought that it would just be a hobby, right? Yeah, um, I was the same. Yeah, so um, actually I was going to, I was born and raised in Arizona, in Queen Creek, and I played um, club volleyball, so we traveled, and I had been seen by a bunch of different college coaches and was then recruited to play for the University of Alaska Fairbanks. And so I went to Alaska for college and it was there that I met my husband. Um, And when we were getting married, I'd come back during the summer to babysit for somebody that I normally babysat for. And she had been doing lashes and she's like, you should get lashes. And I was like, okay, I'm all about that. So let's try it. And um, I fell in love with having my own lashes done That, that summer after we got married, I was like, I wonder if I could do this, like, in college as well. So, like, mind you, back in 2013, like, nothing was regulated. Lashes were so new. Um, So I had gotten trained by a lady out of her dining room who did lashes out of her dining room. I think she still does lashes out of her dining room in Arizona. Um, (laughs) I feel like, I don't know, cheap for training and then it was like a four-hour training I had one model and that's all we did that training and then I left and I was like I do not feel confident and so I like reached out to her again and I was like is there any way I could have like a second model come and have you like watch me and she's like sure but it'd have to be like tomorrow so I had like either my sister or my mom I think it was my mom come and I like did her lashes and then the trainer left halfway during it to go pick up her kids from school and they came back. So it was just so interesting. But I told the story Way different. Like, you can literally start from anywhere. Um, however, the 
training is going to be. And if you want to be successful and continue going in your last journey, you can. It just takes practice and a lot more effort on your end versus if you pay for a well put together training right in the beginning, it will save you a lot of time. <laughs> Definitely. I but, totally agree with that. Yeah. So then I went back to college and mind you, I was traveling for volleyball every two weeks and doing college and so I eventually switched all my classes to online classes so I could take more clients and running married life and things like that so that is my little introduction of how I got started into the lash industry so were you lashing like in the beginning in Arizona or in Alaska then so I literally was, um, I lived in Alaska, but was visiting my family here in Arizona while I was getting married here and for just a month. So I just had last lashed um, uh, somebody that I had known as my model, and then I had lashed my mom and my sister, and then I left for my rehearsal uh, reception in Minnesota, which is also where my husband's from. And then we flew back to Alaska and I just got started on all of my teammates. There. Oh, I love it. So that's awesome. So you mainly were like building your clientele in Alaska then. How was that? Because I feel like it's like a little different up there. My in-laws live up there. So we go up oh, there every summer and it's like a different world with lashes up there, I feel like. In some ways, yeah. What part do they live in? They're in Anchorage. Okay, so um, I was in Fairbanks, which is in the middle of Alaska, and I actually lived on college campus. And so in my uh, studio apartment is where I had my lash set up. Love it. Um, and, you know, at first, I feel like everybody kind of has a beginning story with lashes, whether they're doing it on their kitchen counter or on a couch. Yeah, I mean, we've wherever. all been there. <laughs> right, honestly. And I feel like there should not be any shame. It's all a part of the process. And... Like, there should never be any shame with it. It's just about growing and where you decide you want to take it further, right? Right. Um, Well, and what works best for you, too, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And so, um, yeah, I had my girlfriends that I had told, my teammates that I had told, like, oh, I'm going to go learn to do lashes and how fun that will be. And um, they were like, totally supportive and game for just laying on my couch (laughs) yeah they laid on my couch so I could do their lashes and then my husband was so supportive he worked in the oil rig so he'd be gone two weeks and then home two weeks so that's why I thought it would be a hobby because I was like perfect when he's gone I'll just do lashes and then when he's home I will never do lashes (laughs) (laughs) so unrealistic but so funny um, yeah, then he found me a massage table, and then I would just fold it up and put it off to the side when he'd be home and then get it out. But, um, yeah, so for growing my clientele and starting, it was solely word of mouth. I mean, Instagram, social media was it. just becoming a thing then. Right. Um, and so I had started an Instagram page for it and started taking pictures. But, I mean, honestly, when you're just starting to become a lash artist, you have no idea how to take pictures of people's eyeballs and lashes to aesthetically right. look good, to attract clients well, and you're or like, high-paying clients at that. Yeah, know? you're learning so many things at once. It's like a lot. So it's like one step at a time and then you can build on it. <laughs> Completely. And you don't know what you don't know. And so at the time you may think that it looks great. And then later you're like looking back and you're like, oh, 
oh how embarrassing you know Um, (laughs) but we all start somewhere and I I love it too though because then you see the progression of not only your artistry but like your photography skills and all of the rest of it too for sure yeah so I had just started basically building my clientele from word of mouth and I had no idea how fast it would blow up for me and so that's why it's so interesting to hear uh, maybe your thoughts on like how Anchorage progression is with lash extensions versus my experience that I've had in Fairbanks um I mean, I personally never lashed up there. We just go visit. But I, one of my instructors from school, I think she lashes in, I want to say Juno, um, because her and her family moved up there. And I've just noticed like the pricing structure is totally different up there than what you might see in like the lower 48. And then like, I just feel like there's not a whole lot of lash artists up there. So it, you know, it's one of those situations where it might be. I don't want to say necessarily easier to build your clientele, but it's more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not elusive, but just like, there's not as many people that do it and it can kind of, you can build your reputation pretty easily because of that, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's not as saturated up there, um, I would say, compared to Arizona and and. Mind you, I'm in Queen Creek, Arizona, so it's close to, like, Mesa and Gilbert, which yeah. I feel like everyone and their mom is doing lashes here in Arizona. Yeah. Um, Utah's the same way. <laughs> yeah, it's just very saturated. In Alaska, it's not as saturated because it's harder to get trainings up there. It's harder to people right. to get that hands-on experience and then to really, truly progress. Well, um, because it's definitely... Um, I think that the mindset of people there are kind of either super progressive because they are constantly traveling out of Alaska to get some warmer weather every now and then. And so their mindset, they're more progressive and open to the idea of lash extensions or they're very um, remote Alaskan that are like very naturalistic type people that wouldn't Mm -hmm. have anything to do with lash extension so you're dealing with um really two different types of people there for gaining a clientele um and that's you know comes into play when you need to know your ideal clientele and how to price and things that way as well right totally I love it so with word of mouth do you feel like there was anything like specific that you did um that helped you be able to like spread the word quicker or um, any like advice or tips you would give on like using word of mouth as a clientele building uh, method? Yeah. um, I, okay. So I was in the different mindset of when I first started, I thought it was going to be a hobby and I wanted to explore this Avenue just as a learning growth phase for me. So I had the time, I had the resources that I didn't care if I um, didn't have money coming in necessarily because my schooling was paid for, my living was paid for because I had academic and athletic scholarships, right? So Mm -hmm. I was so blessed with that opportunity because I wanted the opportunity to have different ethnicities come into me so that I could understand how to do their lashes better because I knew that every ethnicity has different um, challenges with their eyelashes, um, different women have different challenges with their eyelashes, and I just wanted to figure out those challenges and how to deal with them so that I could be successful in the long run. I was looking for the long run success versus immediate success and, and immediate money, and so for me, I wanted as many people as I could have come 
into my door so that I could um, face those challenges head on and um, truly grow from them. So my thought process of how I was to gain clientele was I really, really, really wanted referrals and I was willing to um, give out free fills. So for instance, I had my volleyball team come to me basically and I had done their lashes and I had gained a little bit of confidence and knew what I was doing a little bit more. Um, not that retention was bomb, but I knew how to place lashes. I felt confident more in my movements and things that way. And so during that time I said, okay, anybody you refer to me, I will give you a free fill. And it was amazing that some of those girls literally had six people come into me. And oh so that goodness. would mean that would that changed my business dynamic completely, you know, gaining six new clients come in and them paying full price for that thing. But then the one person that sold previously helped my business grow, I was really rewarding her. And it also created such a loyalty between her and I because she knew that she was willing to bring people in, that I was doing her a favor, and that she was reaping rewards too. And I knew that my costs weren't like extreme right because here I am doing it out of my my dorm that my studio that's paid for right um mm -hmm. and so I didn't have that over cost and I just had product cost and I was willing to put that into the cost of basically what these other new people were coming in for you know so right. in the long run that would really help my business yeah like almost like rolling it back into your business to grow your clientele so you can make more in the long run for that. sure and it it totally <laughs> flipped and like it made it grow so much so that's been when I started having um girls that worked at coffee shops coffee shops are huge in Alaska yeah and everybody does little drive up coffee shops and so they were like main marketers for me so I'd even start reaching out to certain ones that I knew would really help my business grow and they like would bring so many new clients in for me and I would reward them with free fills but that was something that I was willing to do and not everybody's willing to give free fills but I felt like that was a lot more rewarding than just being like okay here's ten dollars off your next bill like to me that's just like a tip type yeah of thing that they wouldn't have to pay that that wasn't truly rewarding and creating that loyalty bond between her and I as deep as I thought that it could um the other thing that I did is this is definitely old school, is I created business cards and flyers. So um, on college campus, we had like bus stops because they'd have to go between the cold from their dorms to different um, classes. And so we'd all be huddled in this little bus stop where the warmth would be. And so I put flyers of little pull tags where they could pull off my number and call me to get their lashes done. Um, I felt like that helped my business and um, I would leave business cards in the bathroom or in the locker rooms or things like that so that Love people it. would easily pass those around as well. Well, and that's like being strategic with where you're putting them too. That's awesome because, you know, you know who you wanted to bring in with those, you know, college students and leaving them in the places that they would see them out so I love how like intentional you were with that whether that was actually intentional or not right <laughs> I would say it probably wasn't it was just the entrepreneur mindset of what my parents had did because they're entrepreneurs and so I knew yeah. that like this is just things that my dad would do with yeah, his totally. business and so I was like okay this is just what I'll do <laughs> love it so 
Um, like long term speaking with retaining clientele, do you feel like there was anything you did to be able to so as you like started getting them to come in, other than just offering like the free fills, it was there anything else like special you did um just to keep them coming back continually? Um, not in the beginning. And I think not in the beginning because I didn't know retention. I didn't have the best placement of my lash extensions and the best glue control because I wasn't knowledgeable in that because there wasn't one, a ton of information in 2013 with our adhesive understanding that we have now, but then also because I didn't put a ton of investment up front with the training to gain all that knowledge and education that I truly if I were to go back, yeah, I would invest differently so that I would have success. Even if I thought it was a hobby, like why not know it the best way versus well, knowing like, it a different way? If you're going to go in and do it, like you might as well, like give it your all and learn everything you can, right? Or at least that's the way I see things. I would agree, especially even if it's a hobby. You know what I mean? Because even mm-hmm. if it's a hobby, like, why take the long way to figure it out and enjoy something versus just totally. being able to enjoy it from the start? So um, sometimes I think that we get in the mindset of, like, oh, I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about this. So, like, I don't want to put too much money out there because what if it doesn't return? And it's like, but what if you did? What if you did invest more of it? And yeah. then what if you truly loved it? And now you're actually set up for success versus having to put even more money in it into a different route and dive in deeper with more money and you're taking longer time and all the other downfalls of that. Definitely. I love it. So now you're in Arizona doing lashes. So like when was your transition period of like moving and did you have to restart your clientele? Yeah, so I, um, we were finishing college in Alaska, and that's when I decided, um, I actually really love lash extensions, and I've always loved doing hair, so I better set myself up for success, and because I feel like this will probably get regulated down the road, so I decided to go to cosmetology school. We moved to Minnesota, which is where my husband's from, and we lived with his family for a bit. Um, I went to beauty school. And it was before I had moved to Minnesota that all of my clients were like, well, where the heck am I going to go? What am I going to do for my lashes? And I was like, oh, my gosh, I love my clientele so much. They had taught me so much. They had become great friends. We had such a loyalty and a bond. And they had stuck with me through raising my prices to push people away because I was getting so overbooked that I had to raise my prices to keep people at bay and also to bring in the right people that I was willing to serve at that time too. So um, I had just let a few of my clients know that like, I'm not sure what all my clients are going to do, but I'm willing to train those that are like interested. So I actually had a few of my clients um, interested in learning lashes. So I taught them the best that I knew how at the time. Um, And we did like a day and a half training and they would come in and watch me do fills every now and then. Um, And then they took some of my clientele. um, And some of them, it's so cool to see that though I taught them lashes then, they then went on to esthetician school and um, sought after even more training so that they could back their end up as well because it was something they decided to thoroughly pursue which is awesome to see yes I love that like sparking their love for lashes too (laughs) 
Yeah, and I don't, honestly, I don't think that there's a wrong way to do it, whether you learn lashes before you go to beauty school or after, like, I mean, more more knowledge is more knowledge, why not? Um, and so, yeah, I, that's when I went to Minnesota, and it was at beauty school that I realized nobody here knows lash extensions, not even my my teachers, my instructor, like nobody knew lash extensions there in Minnesota. And they kept asking me like, how do you know this? How, how have you been doing this for so long already? Um, and being good at it, I guess. And so um, it was then that I had approached um, the school manager and it had asked her like, well, what are the regulations on lash extensions? Like, I know there's regulations with cosmetology and things like that, but like, am I allowed to teach some of the instructors and students who are asking me, like, can I teach them lashes? And she was such a mentor. Looking back, I'm so grateful for her time and her effort in mentoring me as a student and somebody in the beauty industry, because she said, right now there are currently no regulations on lash extensions in Minnesota, and you are more than capable to figure out how you'd like to put a program together or if you want to teach and you can pursue and figure that out and um, so she gave me some more pointers on figuring out different things and considering different topics and things to um, teach upon and so that's when I would be bored at beauty school because I'd get all my requirements done way ahead of time and then I'd be sitting there bored and I'd be like okay um, I'm just going to sit here and write out my whole manual and so that's when I'd look up YouTube videos and write my manual and go back on a lot of my experiences and stuff that way so that's how I started getting into the education side and, and I had to build my clientele in Minnesota and then after three years to Arizona and I built my clientele here in Arizona and had to start all over again and that's when I realized that like I I was doing a recipe for success on gaining clientele um, right from the get-go and getting fully booked. And I love all the things that you are constantly sharing on your Instagram and your platform oh, because you. the things that, that you are sharing are are gold and it's would be so helpful for any lash artist who is struggling trying to get started. And um, the things that you are sharing are truth. Oh, thank you. I love that. So because you've definitely got good experience with moving around and restarting, it sounds like. Um, was there like, if you had to give like one main big tip for people who are like, starting from scratch or moving and starting over? Like, what would you what advice would you give them? Um, I'm like putting you on the um, spot with this question. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. I well, and I think the hard part for me is like just trying to narrow down to one. I, I have to say, well, you two. can say a couple if you want. Yeah. Um. First, don't be afraid to invest in yourself and figure out the right coaching to help you get where you want because you don't know what you don't know. And if you're wanting to get somewhere, find somebody who's already been there so that they can truly teach you and get there faster, and it will be worth the investment. Um. And plus, you'll just learn so much. Um. The second would be to truly care about your client and not look at it as a money aspect and look at it as desperate that you're needing this money right now. Look at the long-term goal and that knowing it will pay off if, like for me, it was giving a free fill. For some lash artists, that's like, whoa, I'm not willing to give up 
that much free money or look that desperate. But for me, I knew that I could have that return investment um, and long-term keep those clients because of that I was caring for those clients so much that I was aware of all the touch points in my business to set it up for success long-term. Love that. And I mean, obviously that was working well for you. So like why fix something that's not broken? You know what I mean? Like you figured out what worked best for you and then kept doing it. So that's awesome. Um, I love that. And that is so cool. You were able to, you know, you built a clientele like three plus different times that is so awesome and it's exciting to see like how far you've come from there too um from you know learning lashes to getting into that education space to now where you're at with um like because you do a little bit of like coaching and stuff too correct yeah I do and I'm diving onto the online coaching part of it as well and so I love it online course um Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I think the coolest part is meeting so many women who are so amazing and strong. And we could be teaching the same things, but we have different styles to it. And we can relate differently to people and create our loyalty in different ways. There's so much growth for success for everyone and that we can all be a part of it and have it. And we don't have to have a competition or comparison going on all the time um, that we could truly support one another. So I love the things that you're doing, Erica, and um, I guess what would you say is one of the main factors Mm. and things in growing your business to getting to where you are now? So for me, really, I think one of the biggest, um, and it's more of like a strategy piece, I guess, versus like a mindset piece, but like one of the biggest shifts for me was just like getting in front of the right people and, you know, like growing my audience and like growing my following. So when I was still taking clients and building my clientele, really focusing in on like, you know, growing my audience with local people who could actually book an appointment because like, so I've built my clientele twice, once really slowly. It took me like a few handful of years. And then the second time I grew really quickly in like six months or so. And so, you know, the first time I was mostly just like, I don't know know if it was really marketing, but like trying to book clients, but it mostly the only people who were seeing it were like family and friends and like a couple random local people. Right. But then the second time, as I was like building my local following and having that, like that was like literally the piece that like changed everything for me or one of the pieces. I mean, there were different things that went into it, but that was so huge to just be getting in front of the right people who could actually book an appointment so that you're reaching those um, people to begin with. So that was probably one of my number one things. And one of the reasons why it's something like I teach so heavily in everything I do now is, you know, figuring out who that ideal client is and how to get in front of them. Um, Cause I mean, if you're selling or, you know, like, marketing to the same people over and over and over again and you're not getting any appointments it's like time to you know shift grow your audience start selling and marketing to new people and that really changed a lot for me so I think that's one of the biggest tips I could get is just really how can you get in front of your people um and you know whether that's in person or online too you know I mostly grew my clientele online and it sounds like you mostly grew your clientele with like word of mouth and in person so like There's different ways to do it, but just figuring out 
how you want to do it and then getting in front of them. Yeah, it's so true. And for a while, when I started diving into the Instagram platform, I realized like most of the people who are seeing my content are like either my immediate family and friends and or like people overseas in like different countries and I'm like there's no way I'm getting referrals from this that is not happening and I really had to change my dynamics of how I was doing things and the strategy about that so I love that you talked so much on the word of strategy and planning because it's so important to actually set up um for a game plan in order to have success definitely willing to hit your goal too so like you have your goal but get yourself those actual like action steps to get there too yeah I love it so you are also I feel like we have a lot of similarities because we're both moms and I see your fishing your your family goes like fishing and does outdoorsy <laughs> things and like you know your husband has worked out of town we have like all those things in common so I just love that we've connected like that so I would love for you to tell us more about like mom life and lash life and like how you balance them and you know like tell us a little bit more about your experiences there I don't know that it's a balance it's definitely like an ebb and flow because there okay, are days I love where that. there's definitely days where it is hard you know and it doesn't feel like it's balanced and it can be stressful at times but then there's other days where I'm like yes I'm on top of everything I'm loving life right now like this is golden right and so um, things to know more about me I am a mom of three under three um my oldest just turned four and my youngest just turned one actually he's turning one and yeah and I uh am a nursing mom um so if I'm not nursing I'm pumping during appointments I love it been there my (laughs) My husband is gone two weeks at a time, so gone two weeks and then home two weeks. And so when he's gone, I am full-time mom. And when I have appointments and want to run my business, I have babysitters. You have to ask for help because you can't run the ship by yourself. Um, I yes. am like the captain when he's gone, you know, and running the whole ship. But I have to have those other hands that are there to help it and make sure that it runs smoothly. And so for me, that's asking for help. I have a house cleaner that comes because I can't be stressed by like, oh, my gosh, my bathrooms are a disaster. <laughs> my, my kitchen is a mess. Like I'm only barely staying on top of laundry Um, if I'm being real. Right. These are real things that like overweigh us and burden us down where we think then we can't tackle all the things that we want to tackle and then it pushes our dreams down farther and it makes it really suffocating in some ways to actually want to have the will to succeed and the motivation to keep going um so it was super helpful because I we hired a house cleaner I've hired somebody to help me um manage my marketing and my game plan to help me stay on top of things so that I am being accountable, um, and wanting to reach the goals that I've been dying to reach forever. Um, and having a babysitter come and watch my kids so that I can take clients or work on the behind the scenes of my business. Um, like selling my products on Amazon or getting my website, keep going or, you know, all the things. So that's my real life. (laughs) I love it. And, you know, outsourcing I'm all about that (laughs) Um, yeah and I didn't I didn't used to always be because I thought like well I could do that and I could do that cheaper and I could do that 
And why, but why shouldn't like, I do that? What's your time worth? What's your energy worth? Literally. Like adds into yes. the equation, too. And that's what I've been focusing more on. It's like, I was, I am also a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I am the Young Women's President. And so um, we had done, like, a questionnaire with the girls, and on it, it was saying, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I instantly put mom. And I'm like, here I am, a mom right now. And I am wanting to reach so many goals with my business that I'm like, oh, wait, I'm not focusing on the part that I truly want to be. Dang it. Why am I doing this to myself? And it was such a realization for me that I'm like, I need to outsource everything I can right now so that I can be the mom that I want to be. And then I can also be the businesswoman that I want to be because I'm having these hands help me to reach success for all of us. Yes, I love that. Well, and so you can be a present mom and also be like running the show in your business instead of having to be like working inside of it and doing all of the different things like it's so much more sustainable long term. So that's an, a really good lesson for all of us to learn. <laughs> um, yeah, to remember. It's so important <clears throat> to recognize your time. Yeah, I totally feel that. My husband worked, so he doesn't work out of town very often anymore, but, like, right about the time, like, he was working out of town when COVID shutdowns happened, and he was, well, he was working out of state, too, and, you know, he he would work out of town, like, five days a week. He'd leave Monday morning at, like, 3 a.m. and come home, like, Thursday night, so he'd be home on the weekends, and that was, like, a about a year of our life and that was really when I was like building my clientele and adding in another lash artist and you know expanding my studio and doing all these things and adding in more education pieces and it was a lot to be like full-time mom during the week and like full-time business owner and trying to do everything myself and I like totally relate with that just like outsourcing when I can you know having I hired like a business coach and I had my other girls come in and you know picking up my pieces and helping me out and it was it's definitely um really helpful when you're in that position that you can get that extra help um but you know women super women you know doing it all running businesses raising babies managing houses all of the things I love that um I feel like you're a great example of that in the industry and like just proving and showing to everyone that moms can um you know can reach their goals and raise babies and you know do all the things and be happy um thanks Erica I think it's definitely helpful seeing other lash artists and and business moms doing it too because it's like okay I take tidbits from each one being like oh they outsource that oh maybe that's something that I should do or oh they're they're cherishing their dinner time and they're making meals together and I'm like oh I love doing that with my kids and I haven't been doing that lately how can I fit that into my schedule differently so it's definitely encouraging and helpful seeing that on other people's stories or their reels or TikToks or things like that and good reminders to be like yes we can do this and it's motivating yeah one just supporting each other too yeah and just like you know we're not in it alone and having that community and like collaboration over um oh my gosh what's the word 
having community over, like comparison over, syndrome yeah like over comparison or like competition that's the word I'm looking for like it's a c yeah. word I know what it is um, <laughs> well and I think it's so true because I think sometimes we start seeing these other successful moms that are running their businesses and they're like how are they doing it all how can right. I not be like that and it's it's not I, that's why I had to share the beginning part because it is an ebb and flow and there's definitely days that are struggle and challenging and that it do, does weigh us down because it can be over consuming of everything and um, when we do have the help and we do prioritize and have intentions for our day then we're able to set up for success a little bit differently but then also being able to have the grace and time for ourselves to take care of ourselves so definitely and I love that you said that that grace part because that's something I'm big on like just giving yourself some grace because it is an ebb and a flow and some days you're gonna feel on top of the world and everything's going great and other days it's gonna be like what the heck am I doing I'm overwhelmed I don't know if I can keep going and then you know, just letting yourself like feel that those emotions and let that out, but then continuing to move forward and not let yourself stay in that space of like overwhelm and like fear, um, which is easier said than done. I feel like some days, yeah. but um, you know, just really getting those tools and like mindset tools and support so that you can keep moving forward towards your goals whether that's business goals or like goals in your personal life because I know like personally I have big business goals but I also have like big mom goals where I want to be like hitting my business goals and doing helping all these women and helping people grow their businesses but I also want to be a super present mom and so that's like at the forefront of my mind to you know have me too so let's have a play date (laughs) yes oh my gosh that would be so much fun I because I think our kids are similar in age too I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old my oldest just turned four so that would be super fun (laughs) yeah awesome okay well last question for you so what is your biggest piece of advice for like lash moms who are working on like building their businesses right now and growing their clientele is there anything any advice you would give to like a mom growing their clientele because it's one thing when you're like single and doing your thing or you don't have the responsibility of kids but then you add that piece in there and it can be really overwhelming and I know I've had a lot of students and clients and just people reaching out and asking like I'm a mom I want to build my business you know, what advice do you have for me? So I'm going to pose that same question to you. What would you, what advice would you share for our Lash Mamas? Time management. Um, yes. I think it's so hard having our kids. Sometimes we think, oh, I'm going to put my kids down for bed and then I'm going to go do this client's lashes. And then the, the kid wakes up and has to go to the bathroom and does all the drinks and like all the things. And it can be so distracting from taking care of your client and growing your business because you're not actually taking care of your client. You're also trying to take care of your kids. And so if you can time manage it well to where you literally invest in a babysitter to take care of your kids if you're going to be doing clients, um, whether that's during the day or at night or however that's going to work best for them and their system, but they've set that a lot of time and to make sure that both are being taken care of to the fullest extent. Um, right. Because if you are having it on both sides, 
neither are going to succeed um, in the way that's going to be best for both. So um, I love that when I do have a babysitter that they can focus solely on my kids and get all the playtime and whatever they want to do together. And then it also makes me miss and um, when I am then present with my kids, I enjoy it differently because I'm able to be fully present with them. Um, yeah. And then when I'm with my clients, be fully present with my clients and truly take care That's of them awesome. versus trying to reschedule and do all mm-hmm. those things. Eliminate rescheduling. Like clients should never be rescheduled, maybe like once or twice ever um, if possible. Right. Right. Well, and I feel like too, you know, having that babysitter and like my experiences with it is that I know my kids are happy and well taken care of. And I'm not working on a client or working on the back end of my business and worried about my kids or like having to go back and forth and deal with them. Cause I know for me that ends up in like, I get so like, (laughs) like upset. Like it's really frustrating if I'm trying to work and I'm having to take care of my kids and, you know, trying to focus on both. And like you said, like having it and like giving half of your effort to both and so, you know, having that babysitter is so helpful just to make sure, you know, they're taken care of. I'm not worried about them. And I can, like, give my all and my energy to what I'm doing in my business. So I right. love that um, advice that you gave with the time management. So awesome. All right. Well, any other last, like, thoughts or things you want to say? I feel like we've had such a good um conversation and I really appreciate all the insight and you know experiences that you shared thanks Erica I definitely appreciate all the things that you're sharing all the things and tips that you are sharing are so true and definitely are helping those that are wanting to grow and their business and the strategy is so important for that so I'm excited to hear more and see how your um, elite masterminds going and that's super exciting for you tell us a little bit more about that oh so it's a three-month mastermind and it's a mix of like one-on-one coaching and group coaching so um, it is really high level support, which is awesome because you get that one-on-one feedback. So I feel like with online courses or like tips online or things like that, you get the information, the re- information is relayed, but the implementation piece is what can, is where like the disconnect can happen. Cause you don't always know how to take that information and then implement it for you specifically with your business and your experiences and like your situation. And so with this program, it's really awesome because you get that one-on-one support while also being in a group setting and having like the energy of like the group coaching and, you know, connecting and networking with each other and bouncing ideas off of each other and, you know, working towards your goals together. But then you're getting that one-on-one piece with it where it's like, okay, here's, you know, for your situation specifically, here's like, how you can implement this better and that helps you to get those results a lot quicker so I'm super excited for it it kicks off in a uh, we're starting like with pre-work next week so I'm excited for it um that's so exciting yes how cool I love the platform that you're creating of women encouraging and supporting and it's truly like you start learning something and then you're like yeah but then how how does that work with my business? And yes, exactly. You don't necessarily fully understand 
um, the process of each thing. And then it's also like helping you stay on top of it and not letting it yeah, fall behind the being like, oh, I, I paid for that online training, but like I never finished it. Definitely. <laughs> and I've done that several times personally with like online courses. So Yes, I'm really excited for it. And I love your page, too. You share so much helpful information with, you know, product and technique and growing your business. And I just love, you know, the message that you bring to your audience and all the things that you're doing. So um, tell us where we can find you so that everyone can go follow you, too. Yeah, so if you have Instagram, please go check out Ida Jane Lashes. That's I-D-A. J-A-N-E, Lashes. Um, It's actually my grandmother's name, and um, I have it in the form of, like, Ida Jean Lashes is your lash sister here trying to give all the secrets and tips. Um, We also sell products on Amazon as well as our website. Um, So if you are in a bind and you drop your cheap tweezers and you're like, frick, I have all these clients tomorrow or whatever – go on Amazon and buy these awesome tweezers. I love it. <laughs> then that way it's quality tweezers versus definitely quality. And you can guarantee that you're going to get something great and you'll be able to do your claims the next day versus like questioning everything. So yes. that would be where I'd recommend going or, um, I lashes.com. Love it. Awesome. Okay, and I'm going to tag you when I, this episode goes live. I'm going to tag her on Instagram and in my stories so you guys can go find her and follow her there as well. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. This was so fun to talk to you and, you know, just get to know you more and hear more about your experiences in the lash industry. Thanks, Erica. I'm so excited to be a part of it. And I can't wait to be a part of your journey a little bit more and helping each other along the way. Um, I am definitely here for you as a lash sister and a lash mama. So reach out anytime. You're the sweetest. Thank you so much. Definitely reach out as well if there's anything I can do to help you out. So awesome. Okay. Okay.